0: In the game, in the game. This is a new edition of It's in the Game here on the Cruise Control Podcast. I am your host, Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at RandyJCruz, Randy J Cruz, R A N D Y, the letter J C R U Z. And you can download, sign up, subscribe to the podcast on both iTunes and SoundCloud.com. I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Uncle G Stacks, big basketball fan, basketball historian, a Laker fan. So he's more happier than me today. Um, Talking about this whole New York Knicks, you know, dysfunction going on with the team and the the organization. And what transpired last night at the Garden, former Nick Charles Oakley um, had to be arrested out of uh, the Garden during the Knicks and Clippers game. Uh, You know, reports said that he was, you know, trying to get the attention of James Dolan. He said he wasn't. He was just minding his own business, and security told him that he had to leave. On and on and on, he left, got arrested, and it was a, 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 a an outpour of Knicks fans really sticking up for Oakley and what he was trying to do and just kind of voicing their frustration of, of the team and what's been going on, not just this year, but for a number of years. So, G, I got you on. Let's talk about last night and just this this entire Knicks organization, how to fix it. Um, What did you make of what you saw last night at the Garden with Charles Oakley? I think
1: it's the, you know, first of all, I just think it's the culmination of years and years of futility in one of the greatest arenas you can ever play in sports. When you look across the NBA and you see what players have done, when they've had the opportunity to play at Madison Square Garden, be it the Red Storm with St. John's, be it the Double A kids, you know. If you study basketball across the, across the landscape, you will see that performances rise when people get to the Mecca, be it Michael Jordan Kareem, be it Kimber Walker be the kid out of Christ, the king out of Archbishop bishop Beloit. The opportunity to play at Madison Square Garden has always brought about special performance. We can all agree with Kobe Bryant, with James Harden, with Larry Bird, with Reggie Miller. You can make a name for yourself. You can have a stamp because the way you perform at the Garden. And I think it's a threshold that current ownership Uh, has never really, really taken seriously. You see the 70-year anniversary. You see a lot of, uh, you know, the honored, broad-stricken, them guys the other night, the bomb squad. Uh, You see a lot of tradition, the attempt to honor the tradition, but I think it starts with what you give the fans today. And I think over the last 20, 30 years, you know, the fans have been shortchanged. And I think last night was just a culmination. And I think a guy that get his soul. I'm not condoning what Oakley what did. We weren't there. And we don't get reports. But I feel he speaks for thousands and thousands of New York fans. Celebrity roles. The guys up in the brief I think he speaks. He speaks about, look, know it's time for us to get a winner. I don't know what he said. You know, but I think the fact that he was in the earshot of the owner was something that probably got you know got him kicked out of the stadium. More than likely, but I just think it's years and years of futility. I think it's sad. I think it's something that needs to be addressed, you know, right away, in terms of not only the culture, but you know, the attitude that goes with running the Knicks. I just think it's a shame. I really do. I feel bad for the fans. I think that uh, Oakley speaks for so many of them again when he says "enough is enough." We, you know, we want to come out here for these seats and all that and enjoy ourselves. And right now, you see at the garden, that's not happening.
0: Right, and I think I think many fans would say, like, you know, I guess they're I guess they're sick and tired, of fed up, or fed up with the fact that people who. You know, come in, get a job there, be GM, be the owner, be the president, and basically you have people that outside looking in. You have people there that really just don't care about about the product that they're putting out there on the floor. Where people could say Dolan just just cares about the money, you know, fans buying tickets, fans buying fifteen dollar hot dogs, eight dollar popcorn. No matter <laughs> what, he knows the fan base will be loyal regardless of what their record is, or regardless yeah. of what's going on. And now. You also have Phil Jackson, you know, going with this back-and-forth spat with Carmelo Anthony, and we can look at, at Phil Jackson as someone who doesn't care about the Knicks as well because he he's in it for himself. Uh, he has a big ego. He's a big egomaniac, and it's like right now the culture of the Knicks and the culture of MSG with Dolan and Phil Jackson at the helm, two people that, again, outside looking in, you can feel like don't really care about what's transpiring for, for so long and I, I don't think there's there's any change in sight.
1: Yeah, I mean, ownership in modern day sports, you know, in 21st century sports, uh, ownership is just so different than the traditional owners. You know, there's more money, more sponsorships, they're mostly billionaires. Uh, you know, it's usually a side business So I I just think in the case of Dolan, you know, the quick fix to go get Phil Jackson and misplace him. You know, I think when you're enamored with a guy like Phil Jackson, you're enamored with 11 rings. And as we all see, that doesn't transpire into the executive suite. It doesn't transpire into being able to evaluate talent. It doesn't transpire in being able to put together a roster, being able to coach one, being able to go out and recruit manage and financially put the right structure together where people can flow together is a whole different mess, and that's not who Phil Jackson was and it was at the course of the New York fans you know and that's what I think you saw last night so I think at this point um with Carmelo I'm not a Carmelo guy Randy you've been with me 15 years Mm -hmm. um I respect him He's a great scorer. Um, the fact that he's one dimensional, the fact that he's uh, one of the highest paid guys in the league, could turn, I think at this point it probably turned into an albatross because he was brought here with championship intentions. You know, that's what the fans were sold. We got mellow. you know, we're going to build around him, so we're going <laughs> somewhere. We're going to shake this losing tradition. Didn't happen. We're not blaming Melo. He's been in a bunch of different systems, a bunch of different coaches, and then the fact that he's one-dimensional, you know, the inconvenience is there for him to be blamed. But he took the money. And he stayed here, and it was his obligation to, A, pressure management to get him some help or, you know, decide that, hey, you know, uh, I can't do it alone. But I think he stayed the course. He got his 30 points a night. He gave, it's like a prostitution deal, man. Yeah, it's like you you get what you pay for.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. you know,
1: no disrespect. That's what you get. You get what exactly you pay for a half hour with a hook on back page. That's what you don't get forty five minutes. You know, unless you give up more money. And I think Melo is giving them exactly what they brought him over here for they brought him over here to score. And that's what he's going to continue to do. His contract demands the touches that he get. And I think that the marriage with him in New York is over. I think it's a point where now he he realizes that, hey, I'm going to need some help to get a ring. And it's not going to happen in New York. So, you know, like I, I just think right now it's playing itself out. It's at the cost of the fans. It's at the cost of the organization. It's um calamity. I think teams right now, when you see them, Randy, everybody's up for the mix great example the other night with the Lakers you know I took a lot of heat they said yeah well they'll finally you know the Lakers are on a bad streak and they said well it makes it continue to you know this will be their cure-all they'll get these young boys and then and they got exposed and it was just an indication of where this season was <laughs> what this thing is becoming and uh with young boys like that running around making a fool of you blowing you out at home as Brandon Jennings said uh there's something about effort. There's a disconnect there. Right. You know, people have turned on horny. You know, they've turned on rambus. You look at the Nick Bench, it is a circus. When you look at a the timeout, there are a thousand people talking to a thousand people. Corey Gaines is talking to one guy. Seaton is talking to another guy. One guy got the clipboard. Howard Isby's talking to somebody. The guy (laughs) that give out the Gatorade is telling somebody something. Yo, you missed the show. It's just calamity over there, and that's because of Dolan. And these are well-paid assistant coaches. All these guys, six figures, heavy, heavy contracts, and they're paid to cause this kind of confusion. There's not cohesion over there. You see it on no other bench. On no other bench, and you watch it, Randy, this is nothing I'm trying to put on the Knicks. No other bench has that many assistants doing the things that the Knicks had them doing because there's no cohesion. So that's why you see everybody saying something. Everybody has something to say. And the main guy, the guy that should be saying something or should have the most say, is not. And that's horny because I think he's handcuffed to Phil. You know, he's handcuffed to Steve Mills, and there's something that they want done. They want certain things done on the floor, and he has to implement them. Primarily, Carmelo and KP working together. Derek Rose went healthy, running the show. And that just didn't work. You know, it, it didn't. I'm not saying that they're not good players. It didn't work in the Mecca in New York. It didn't work here. So now they have to change that. It's yeah, but... That.
0: But my thing is, it, what what does it what does it mean for Dolan to? I mean, again, we don't know what was said or what what was not said last night. But uh, fans could be like, well, th- that's that's kind of petty on James Dolan's part to, to see Charles Oakley sit four or five rows behind him, regardless of whether words were said, and then to send the security team to to to, to get him out. And I know I know there's no love lost between them. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but the the, the matter of fact is there's no love lost between Oakley and, and Dolan, and the fact that you know other older uh, Nick players as well. Like, yeah, you, uh, you do have John Starks working there, got Larry Johnson there, good guys. But like, you know, Oakley ain't getting no job with the Knicks. Patrick Ewing ain't getting a job with the Knicks, and it just a lot of a lot of a lot of these players that the fans grew up watching and love. It, there's a big disconnect with what they, what James Dolan's wants to do compared to what the old players uh, were doing back in the day where it's like what's the reason why you're trying to distance yourself from the guys that that really brought you almost championships back in in, the 90s? I agree.
1: I agree in that regard. Um, I think in terms of keeping certain people around, that is up to ownership. I thought you've seen it with the Yankees. Uh, You've seen it with the Giants where beloved figures, you know, be it Yogi Berra, be it Harry Carson, be it Lawrence Taylor, where all of a sudden you're at war with management. It could be over a misconception. It could be over a slight, you know, littlest thing tick these guys off. But either way, you look up and then there's this cold war between a beloved figure and a beloved organization. And the fans, you know, they keep coming out, supporting the game. And it's, it's just a fraction, I and mean, you. Sometimes people get over it. You saw it with Yogi. You know, sometimes people come back, even with Pete Rose. You know, they come back, and it's just a forever kind of love. I don't know what this, this dude Dolan, you know, and again, it is his money is his. It's, he has his own agenda, you know, for the New York Knicks, and that's the sad part. You know, that's what we're seeing that things are going to be done his way, which is disastrous since he assumed ownership, especially when you match it up against the, where it's at. It's the Mecca. It's the best pace to play. People should be dying to come here. It should be a line up down to 2020 to 2019. You should be waiting to get online to be a Nick, to sort of playing at the Garden and in front of these happening. great fans. But they got it where people look the other way. You know, they say no, because of ownership. And it's a cancer that, so you know, showed itself last night. Uh, it will continue to. And I just think that the first move that they have to make is they got to rid themselves of these the Carmelo and Phil. You know, those things have to go. The quick fix won't work. They might as well go the route of the Boston Celtics or the, or the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, who, as you see, are turning out great. Young Nucleus, you know, the fans will always come anyway, but tell them the truth. We're blowing this roster up. We're not doing none of that no more. We're going from here forward with youth, speed, uh, whatever the the chemistry is. But be truthful with your fan base, and that's something the Knicks refuse to do. They can blow this roster up right now, and the fans will embrace it because the fans are worn down from being hit in the head with lies. Most Knicks fans had hope at the beginning of the season. So now they got this. You know, and now they got to go through this again. They got to purge another roster. So I just think it's time to be truthful with the fans, to be truthful with Dolan. You're never going to boycott the Garden because it's the place to be, but just be truthful about it. The fans have to say, look, we can accept starting over, and Dolan them have to do, you know, show proof. They have to do it. And it starts with Phil. It starts with Courtney Lee, no disrespect with all these guys that you just brought over as a quick fix. I'm not knocking nobody's game. We talking about the mecca of basketball. We talking about the best place to play. It's not for everybody. That's what Odolan has to find out. He has to get that evaluation staff. He has to put together basketball people that are lo- it's so easy to do these days in the age of and that. The research, the people that really, really have been successful at what they do at evaluate and, and turn it over to them and let them get you a real program. In New Yorkers. Are, are,
0: are you a are, are you a fan of Phil Jackson, G? I didn't hear you. Are you a fan of Phil Jackson? As a
1: coach, I thought he was good. I thought he was overrated. I thought he had the greatest players of all time. But he managed it. He did great with the bench. He, you know, he was consistent. He took back-to-backs. He did it in different cities. I, I got a lot of respect for what he was able to do as a coach, as an executive. He's a disaster. I think he found a trick in James Dolan, and that's what anybody would do. You find a guy that's enamored. Isaiah did it to him. You find somebody that's enamored with you. That's a billionaire. They just you know they just make a deal with the devil. But uh, that was a real real. I guess you know with KP and some of the cap space he created. I guess Dolan was able to get away from moments like last night. Really, that that was more what he used Phil Jackson for to avoid moments like last night, where fans and personnel. And people can point fingers at him directly. That was what his $60 million was for. It was almost like a shield, it was like a Mexican wall, no disrespect, that he put around him and the fans. You know, and that was the $60 million. At the time, I think they were maybe a billion dollars in on the renovation. Um, He wanted to make sure that the fans understood, hey, this is the place to be. So he's like, okay, oh Phil, Jackson, Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson. You know, and it it, it it worked at first. People believed what Phil could do because they saw him as a coach. Phil going to straighten it out. You heard how New York was talking. We're going to be all right now. Phil back. <laughs> just, you know, Don't worry about it, man. You know, I argue with Knicks fans all the time, man. You've been with me, man. Mm-hmm. You're one of the closest guys to me in sports. I used to go through it. Watch this, Stacks. Phil, I thought he used to say, Phil, we got mellow, this is it. I'm tired of y'all, man, going against the Knicks. And, and I was trying to tell him that's Phil from the brick, that's Phil from the sideline. What's wrong with you now? He's upstairs. The pressure is different. The results, the bottom line, especially in New York. And I just think it was a bad marriage from the go. And now it's time for him to get on back to L.A., uh, they need him. Whatever expertise he had, he's going home, and you know he had a good experience in New York. He took some good money. He did what he could,
0: and, and that's it. They need to go get a real GM. Do, do you do you they believe see. do you believe how crazy it is right now? Where in the beginning, Dolan hired Phil to make all basketball decisions, and you know you know lead to 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 alleviate James Dolan from doing that, and now. Two years later, fans want Dolan to step in and do something about Phil Jackson because I, I really don't know if Phil Jackson really wanted the job. There, you know, people say he, he, you know, he took the money, b- Dolan begged him, but it's like he, he has, I wouldn't say do it on purpose, but if, it, it just felt like Phil doesn't care. And maybe, maybe that's his demeanor every time you show him on TV. On the ESPN game or, or MSG, he's just sitting there with a little smirk on his face. I know he's he's an eleven time champion as a coach, but as a GM, he's done nothing uh, uh, aside from drafting Porzingis, which I think he he got very lucky at. I I don't think he even wanted that that fourth overall pick. I think he tried to 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 trade it multiple times or draft somebody else. So yeah, we got Porzingis great, but it's like you know when when. When you need a coach, G, when, when New York needed a coach and you possibly have the best candidate out there in Tom Thibodeau out there and you don't even make a meeting with him or, or reach out to him like like he's beneath you, you know, that does say something. Where you're Phil Jackson, 11 rings, and when LeBron's a free agent, you can't get him. When Kevin Durant's a free agent, you can't get him. Uh, all of these LeBarcus Aldridge, free agent, you can't get him. DeAndre Jordan, the free agent, you can't get him. And then it's like, we brought you here to be the guy that when, when somebody was a free agent, mediocre, star, superstar, all-star, you can look at Phil Jackson and the Knicks and be like, wow, Phil's over there. They got Melo. They got this guy. I I might want to become a New York Knicks, And now everybody that's he, that he's ever met with has turned him down. I, as I said, KD, Aldridge, Greg Monroe, who, who's not a, a – he, he's a good player – did not even look at the Knicks when he was a free agent. And, and that's Greg Monroe of all people. So it's like when he signed Lopez and the Aflalos and this and this, it's like, uh, is that the best that Phil Jackson can do, can attract to, to, to come play for, for the New York Knicks? And knowing that Carmelo is not getting any younger, he, he's a little past his prime, 31, 32 years old. So And we looked at as this this year being not not a rebuilding year, when you trade for a former all-star and Derrick Rose and former MVP and Derrick Rose and Noah and you get Jennings and Courtney Lee, that's not, that's not a real, a, a rebuilding roster. You got these guys to try to win now and, and be a four, fifth, succeed. That's not a rebuilding roster. And and when people say, Oh, we, we you know, we, we got to get rid of Phil and Melo to start over. I'm like, gee, how many times are we going to start over? But if you're going to start over you you, you got to do it the right way, and that, that's the culture that's up top. We can't be in a revolving door of coaches and players and GMs and presidents. We got to find the right people, and I think at, at this point in time, we just haven't found the right people.
1: Yeah, I think it's the stubbornness. Yeah. You know, um, the world of sports has opened up. It really is. Um When you look at it, you know, not just the cable feed and the internet feed. uh, There's just so much in terms of the information coming in all day, every day, in terms of sports. You know, and it's world changing. It's world defining. So what me and you do is kind of being done all over the globe right now. Everywhere you go, people are debating sports and talking about it and having their say and chirping in. and, Mm -hmm. And it's a great time to be in it. You know, as a brotherhood, my thing is this. I don't want to, you know, I watch Stephanie all the time. I'm a big fan. You know, I love where he's come from. I love what he do, the way he sensationalizes. But he made a point the other day um, when he said Dolan is so ignorant at this point. right? He's so ignorant at this point that he believes what he's doing is best for the Knicks. Mm -hmm. And like he said, nobody will tell him. That's the truest thing he said, because everybody gets a chance not to tell him. And that's what's the problem here. See, even Phil won't tell him the truth. He'd rather take the 60 and run. But if you tell him the truth, it's not going to work with me. It's not See, if, if you look at Steve Mills and all these guys, those are plants. For, they're almost like the people in your cabinet. The same way Trump put all his people in there, it's the same thing Dolan doing. He's got his people in critical places in terms of being able to have a successful basketball team. He has people that will impede that because they won't tell him the truth. And that won't allow him to go out and get a Donnie Walsh, a Tom Thibodeau, because they say, Boss, you're right. The hell with Thibodeau. When in all reality, you need a guy that's going to get in there and really change the culture of how you play defense. A commitment. A yeah, reward with reward by playing time because of your D. That attitude is what they're doing them bring. That your defense is what is going to keep you on the floor. That's the mission statement with good coaches. So, if nobody never tells Dolan that, that Hey, Jim, did you know that if a guy hits 35 a night, you can still lose?
0: <laughs> yeah. You're
1: right see, about nobody that. ever told Jimmy that. He thinks in the era of Kobe and Mike, see, he's brainwashed. That's what I'm trying to say. He's in a time warp. His thing is Michael Jordan and Kobe in the mid forty all the time, and they won. So he thinks he can. Have. Carmelo is not that kind of guy. He can do it. He can score that, but he can't win along with it. Mm-hmm. See that's the thing. That's why he you don't know, Dolan is seeing things. <laughs> he sees Mello put up thirty thirty five. He say, hey, "I got my money's worth." No, You <laughs> didn't get some money's worth on the. See, he's going by the stat sheet. He's not going by the bottom line. And that's what's hurting the fans. And that's what Oakley came up with last night. This dumbass nigga Dolan. Excuse my friend. Saying that it's Dolan that's being uh. So stubborn that we here having to watch this shit for 1500 They was in the high prices. And Oakley said he wasn't complimented. The people didn't give him no tickets, so he might have spent $5,000. Reports are coming out now that he was a little wet. He might have been a little saucy. He <laughs> looked back. You know, it's like this. This is really what happened really. And this is uh, you can honestly relate. Anywhere where you used to work, and you were a big, big factor in there. Mm. When you come back, there's a certain amount of respect you want. Doesn't have to happen. That's what you want. You may not get it, but then when you sit around the people that are in charge of this, right? When you sit, when you're <laughs> fortunate enough, you get located around the guys that are really doing this there's a chance you might say something. I don't know about belligerent, I don't know about abusive, but I know that you definitely, thank you, I'm sorry, definitely would say something. And I think that's what transpired last night. And I think Dolan pulled the plug. And get this guy out of here. He's drunk or whatever, and he's exposing me. That's the last thing he wants, Just for people to look at him and say, I mean, people know it's the owner. He's not around enough. He's got Phil in the way. He's got Steve. He even got Mello. Uh, I think Frank Isola, you know, chases after him as much as he can. He's the big beat writer, but he's limited, too. So Dolan kind of gets a pass, and I think Oakley saw that last night. and said, nah, man, we're going to bring you out. This is your product. We drinking your Kool-Aid, and they got out of hand. Shouts to my man Oak, too, man. You know, he only got a DAT, so hopefully, man, get some community service, man. <laughs> 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 we, don't, we don't want to hear about the Oak tree over there in C-76. So, uh, Big Oak, you got to hold your head, baby, if you listen. Yeah, I,
0: I'm— It ain't I'm worth just... it, man. This dude
1: is ignorant, man, and I'm saying this to Charles Oak because you're one of my heroes. Uh, you love you you lived and breathed New York Knicks. You left your soul on the floor, you embody tough guys in the NBA. And nobody respects you more than the fans in New York, so we just as frustrated as you hope. We just as frustrated, but don't sacrifice yourself
0: for that team. If not, if if, if not more. Fans are more frustrated because they, they're the ones spending their, their, their hard-earned Thank money you. Thank all, you all 19,000 people. Imagine how people. the fans feel. He yeah, you better you, have security. In, They'll start throwing stuff. New Yorkers are crazy. Yeah, but but but, but your, your guy, Guitar Jimmy, don't care about that because people are buying tickets, they're buying the food, buying the beer. They're, 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 yeah. The, the garden will sell out regardless exactly, of who's playing. Exactly.
1: It's not him. It's the baby that he owns.
0: And as long as people are walking through those doors... Like only Yankee doors, Stadium,
1: or, you know, or yeah. Dallas Stadium, it's, you know. You just happen to have somewhere that's going to always sell.
0: And as long as people are walking through those doors, Dolan is not going to care. And I think that's the big difference. And it, and then it, it, it fathoms me, like, why in New York City, the Mecca, the capital of, of everything... You got owners and GMs and presidents who just sit there and stand there and either act like or really just don't care or, or don't don't have the passion. If 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 James Dolan had the passion of a Knicks fan to run the organization, the Knicks would be in a far different position than, than where they are are now. From 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 two thousand seventeen years um ago f- uh, until now, they've been in what three four playoff series, probably one. T- one, one series back in 2013 for the for the last 15 years or so it, the playoffs have been really dormant for the Knicks and the NBA the the NBA will be so much better if your Lakers and Celtics and Philly and New York are all competing for a playoff spot but I mean w- what else can we do what else can't be done? You you tried different coaches. You tried multiple GMs. You tried Isaiah. You tried Donnie Walsh. You tried Scott Latim. You tried Fisher, Kurt Ramis, Mike Woodson, now Phil Jackson. The problem is you, you still have the same owner. I think that's the main problem. And until that, I'm not saying he's going to leave or whatever. He, he'll be there forever. But something has to give. And I'm going to ask you, like, you know, if you try to put it in a, in a vacuum, how how do you how do you start to change everything? What's the first thing that needs to be done? Like, how how do we fix all of this?
1: And like I said, I thought that you know when you look at the model franchises, just look at the people that win. I think everything is so easy these days because you can research, you can get to the internet, mm-hmm. you can look up GMs. You know, I tell people all the time: Google Steve Mills. No disrespect. If you Google Steve Mills. He's got the Harvard degree, he got the MBA and all that. Yeah, great. But then you get an idea of his connection to Dolan. And that'll show you why the Knicks are going the way they're going, because this is a dude that he's installed as his go-to guy. He basically oversees Phil. And it's calamity. No model franchise has two people running one show. All you want is results at the top. You want ownership? You want the general manager, you want a Theo Epstein, you want a Brian Cashman, and then you want your product. Get a few assistants, but you want your product to flow from great ownership up top, which is being told what to do from a good GM and his great advisors, his staff, his scouts. See, everything has to trickle down from a very, very consistent look from ownership. That's what happens with Epstein and Cashman, the successful GMs. Even the middle of the pack, people that make the playoffs every year in any sport, when you reward fans with playoff performances year after year, it's because what's happening at the top is flowing down. The product on the floor is the last part of good ownership. Fans don't know that. Fans watch T V, you know, they're they're for their favorite player, their favorite jersey, and they're fans, and that's what fans do. They cheer, they boo, they're in between, uh oh, like but purists, you know, we're talking about people like me and you that understand even if you're a fan, that you're objective, that you understand the flaws of the guy you like or the team that you 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 have to be honest as an organization. You have to be, because that's how fans stay around. You know, the playoff, the perennial playoff teams, they all follow the same model, that the general manager and his staff continue to go upstairs and pull strings to make things happen on the floor, and that when the guy gets here, that he adheres to a system that's already in place because of the great coaching staff and the training staff and the athletic staff and the conditioning and the practice routine. See, it all flows from ownership because ownership leans heavily on GMs. And GMs advise you. All they do is manage your money. You have nothing to say. There's really nothing to say as an owner. Very little to say. You thank the fans for their support. You do giveaways. you, You compliment the players when you get a chance. You hold a few press conferences. But at the end of the day, the GM speaks for you. That's why it's so important that that guy, there, that the guy you put in charge of your pocketbook, is a basketball guy. Not a former coach with 11 rings, not nobody that you're enamored with because you used to like the Bulls. No, someone that people have came to you on advice and you have seen on their resume, like anywhere else in America, that they have been successful at managing franchises there were gms available all the time this is what i'm trying to say Mm Mandy. you've been known to trick money ridiculously what would be wrong with buying somebody out of a contract that's a real good gm i don't understand the difference you're throwing away money like there's no tomorrow you're telling me you can't go to one of the most high-powered gms in the game or one of his assistants, or somebody off his tree. Oh, that's a Walsh guy, that's a Hubie Brown guy, whatever. And have him come over and manage your organization. And leave it alone. Let him install his system, his, his coach, his responsibility. You don't gotta give a guy a five year contract, couple years to see know what he do, and let him run the organization. Spend for a superstar. Spend for a wingman. You see the prototype in the NBA? It's going to take two, three guys to get up there with Bronny and him That's what your bankroll got to do now. Any billionaire that's in the NBA. You're competing with multiple superstars on an every night basis. That's what the NBA has become.
0: Right. And, and, you and, and win, I also, you know? also think the way that I think you rubbed off on Phil... Where you know Dolan does not associate himself with certain people, and and it rubbed on Phil a little bit. I don't know if it was before that, but like like I mentioned before, Phil doesn't go unscathed. Where he doesn't do his due diligence as a GM and president to interview the best coaching candidate on the market in Tom Thibodeau or someone like again a former Nick Mark Jackson, who uh, you know played great when he was here, but when it comes to him and the Knicks. Again, another disconnect of former former player and current regime. Same thing with Marv Albert. Whatever happened with him, big disconnect. Uh, Phil Jackson wanted Steve Kerr to come here, not a former Nick, but then Dolan. I don't know. Did not want to give Steve Kerr that 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 extra year in the contract. So I think they they both are similar, and I think if you have one person already stubborn only gonna go with people he knows or or, or is, is okay with and that trickles down to your GM and president I, I just think the Knicks are just in a in a bad situation where I don't know how they get out of it I don't know how quick whether the field goes or they trade mellow I think that could be a little a little small stepping stone but I don't think that's the main uh, the main issue or the main problem uh, of trying to get back to where it was uh, back in the days. And like you said, small town markets, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, uh, the, the Cubs with Theo Epstein. They just they just uh, Brad Stevens with, with, with Boston. They find the, these, these people find the right guys, the right basketball oriented people or just the smart minded people to know that when you're in this job. You know what the hell you're doing, not just because of your name and your fame and what you've done. Sometimes when you get a, a former coach or former GM coming into these spots, it, it it doesn't work. And there's even comparison that that Isaiah did did a did a better job than Phil Jackson, and that right there is saying something because we we see how not so much of a good job Isaiah did but Isaiah was a big time basketball minded guy and knew what the hell he was doing it just didn't work out but Phil sometimes it, it's like Phil doesn't even it's like Phil wants to wants to go today to to somewhere else and it's like you, you know I, I I would not trust him as the guy trading Melo when he when he uh, has done two previous terrible trades with other teams and I mean, we can go on and on, G, but it, it, it just kind of dictates how, you know, dysfunctional the Knicks are. And me and you are fans. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Knicks fan. You're a basketball fan. Um, so we come from dude, uh, from two different perspectives. But, but, you know, what we saw last night with Oakley in the Garden, it just kind of unraveled. It, it, it just put the fire to where it really, it really dictated how the fans feel. And I know if, if any fan was in Oakley's position, they would love to they would love to do the same exact thing, just to voice their frustrations, their opinions. You know, don't just sit in the front row and act like everything is sweet, like like you guys are winning for, for 10, 15 years, and, 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 per, and, and a perennial playoff team, when you're not. And that, that's what you meant earlier: stubborn, just kind of like just lost lost in the world. The Knicks are not good. And they have not been good for a long time. Yeah, we had 2013, made the playoffs, second round, but we didn't build on that. The Knicks, the Knicks used to make the playoffs every single season. Now you're getting teams like Milwaukee getting in, Washington. It's just like, you know, on paper, you're like, we're better than, 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 than the Wizards. We're better than, than the Bucks, but their, their structure, their culture, their organization are just light years ahead of, uh, of, of what we have now.
1: And I think you see it all across sports. You know, I don't think, you know, I think that what we seeing with the Knicks is kind of really what we seeing globally in the sports world period. You know, the right. lack of dedication and preparation is betraying everybody. You know, the lack of commitment, you know, especially in modern sports with the exposure to media, the social media, the hype, you got to perform now. You got to, you know, okay, you'll get your 15 minutes of fame, But the bottom line is you got to win. See, that's what people relate with. You know, I think that's what makes it so epic. You know, what Brady's been able to do, what Serena's been able to do, the Cugs, the Cleveland Cavaliers last year. You know, it's why we are enamored with all of this. Because you see the dedication and then you see the sweat pays off. And that's what fans want to see. You know, they don't even want to rejoice. They want to identify. Like, yeah, I can see that. I was down like that. I came back. You know, know, it's relative to how we live. It's why we're so passionate about it. You know, when our teams lose, we feel like we lose. When our heroes lose, you know, albeit sometimes misplaced, you know, the people we look up to in the door for better words, Uh, When they blow, when they don't do what they do, when Odell Beckham comes up short, when Reggie Jackson strikes out, when Michael misses a free throw, you know, when the babe roof is off, we let down as people. So, you know, it's just an identification that we have. And I just think right now with New York, so much hype, so much money, so much Madison Avenue, so many, you know, corporate seats and people that want to be hip it's a great time to capitalize and put together a winner. And my vision, Randy, is one that the NBA is getting so young, so fast. You know, that window that Adam Silver has now where you got to be a certain age, you know, really, really has speeded up the NBA. When kids get there, you see it with the Carl Anthony Towns, the Wiggins, the Cousins, the, 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 cousin, the, the road. You see the, the youth and the speed and the dominance that these kids have these days. And that's what you got to go get. And you got to blend it all in and make it work. You got to spend money. You got to recruit great. You have a great scouting staff, great conditioning. You need great workout ethic, great practice routine. And then you need the great coaching staff, the great connection, the assembling of a respected staff with one voice. Not 30,000 people holding clipboards with one voice. And then everybody else supportive of the mission. And I think, that I think that they can do it. As much as I don't like the Knicks, I want to see them succeed. I'm a New Yorker. It's just common sense that if the garden is rocking, we rock right. If the garden is rocking and the Knicks is rocking, that I means more people in New York watching basketball, better for hoops in the sun. Guys may want to come out, try our league. So it's a lift for everything that we about. And, you know, I, I just think that, you know, it, it can leak down to everything that even we do if New York succeeds. You know, we're very – we been associated with the Knicks and their outreach team. We just had them up there last year That all-star team and our all-star game, Larry Johnson, and, uh, you know, a couple of people from the Knicks. So it would be great for what we do, for our city, for our kids if the Knicks got back on top. You know, we, one thing we say all the time, Randy, about what we do is that we lose too many kids every day. It's a stark reality. It's a grim reality, but it is that we lose too many kids every day. and futures, uh, potential NBA overseas, whatever. But we shepherd kids through a lot of tough times. And like what we do up at Orchard Beach in the summer, sometime in the spring. So it's important that the Knicks do good for even programs like ours because it makes kids pay attention. It helps kids dream. You know, it streamlines what they see in terms of their dreams when they see these athletes around them doing good, coming back, giving to the community. So yeah, we want to see the Knicks do good. And that's what Oakley was saying. That's all he was saying last night, man. Turn this thing around, man. Make this thing right. Don't sit there and accept this in New York. And hopefully,
0: yeah. So let me, let me ask you this before I let you go. Like, with what transpired last night with Oakley, what's been going on with Phil and Mel, uh, and, and, uh, Phil and Melo, uh, I should say. Um, how do you see the rest of the season panning out where trade deadline is next week, uh, I, I believe, or two weeks? Um, one, does Melo remain a Nick past February? Um... Does Phil remain in his position going forward into next year? And with what we saw last night, would Oakley kind of maybe inspire the team to, to to play better or maybe other former Knicks kind of talk about how they feel, about what's been going on? What do you think transpires from now until the, the, the remainder of the season?
1: I think it'll ignite the debate. Oakley's a beloved figure. Uh, sort of, you know, in the mold of Patrick Ewing, you know, a guy that's just not getting his deal. You know, and I think last night that that, some of that frustration came, I think the fans felt it way, the Knicks lost again uh, in the presence of that. So I think the losing is starting to, maybe that, you know, they say sometimes tragedy, you know, it just brings about the good. And hopefully what last night did, they put everybody on alert. It's starting to crash, it's starting to spill into the stands. Even the owner was here. Now, we're going to have to step this thing up. We're going to make a push for this AFC, be a sacrifice for Bronny and them, at least try to make the playoffs. So we're just going to go ahead, man, and go our separate ways and let everybody talk to their agent. there got to be people in there that feel frustrated. You know, there have to be people in there that feel like, look, I got to get away from this, before I scar my reputation in the NBA. With Melo, it's like that he's a good dude. He wanted to be here. I think he embraces the city. I think Lala does. I think his son is comfortable here. I think as a family, the Anthony's a remarkable people. You know, I think they really love New York. And for that, I respect him. But this is a job. You know, that's all I say to Melo. You know, I tweet him all the time. This is a job. And it's a job you took. And I'm not saying you're coming up short. I'm inclined to believe you. You've been healthy all year. You're not complaining about your shirt. I'm inclined to believe that you are uh kind of trying to prove your worth here. But it could be at the expense of your, you know, of that elusive ring. See your present situation could be really, really behooving you from pursuing your ring. And that's an evaluation that I think he needs to sit down, him, Lala, Phil, Steve. He's saying he spoke to him, but I'm saying at length and figure out exactly what are you willing to commit for a ring. Are you willing to wing play? Are you willing to let another guy come in that maybe been more established as a superstar? Are you willing to go play with another superstar? Are you willing to waive certain stuff? And that's an evaluation I think that he makes every day. That's what I believe. Um, I think Phil Jackson's time is up. I think uh, what he went through with Genie, And that breakup and everything, I think it's clouding his ability to really, really do this job here. I think his heart is in Los Angeles. And I just think he needs to go ahead and, even on the way out, play it fair. You know, uh, try to get us some draft picks. Try to maybe advise Dolan that that didn't work, so go another way. I just think he should leave quietly. He's too egotistical to do it, but I think he should just leave quietly without all the tweets and all the references to Mello and the racist comments with Bronny, and, and and just go ahead and be glad you collected your money. You know, I I don't see the Knicks right now overcoming this record. I don't see them as a playoff team. I think if they do, they will be a sacrifice to Bronny. So I think the the, the 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 smart thing right now is to start over. The, the teams are too young. Isaiah Thomas, Anthony Wiggins, it, it, teams are too young for too long for you to keep going with this here, with this broken record. You're going to have to start on. You want to keep Mellow? I don't blame you. You know, I, I can't blame you for wanting to keep him. He's not a total loss, but you sure need to get him some help. Yeah. That's just what I'm saying today.
0: Yeah, man. I, I think you know it'll remain to be seen of how they play play this whole thing out. I think as of today, they're like three, or four games out of eighth in the Eastern Conference. If they, if fans want them to make the, the playoffs, you're gonna see Cleveland. You're gonna see Boston in the first round, and they, and then Dolan's happy with a game three and four in uh in his building. Sell some more tickets, and that'll be pretty much it because. I, even, even if they make it, they're now winning a series. And it's like, what's the point? But my point is just go out there, play hard, effort. And if they have to start everything over, like true, like how Boston did it, like how Philly has done it, uh, Minnesota, then, then fine. But just changing a GM or changing a player, it, that's not a full change. You have to change – Everything and I think everything starts from the top down. But but gee, I know we can go all day, we can go every day of the week talking about the Knicks. Um even your Lakers came in on Monday and just destroyed us. Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I do I do gotta give credit where it's due. So I mean you guys are and um, you know, you guys are also in a rebuilding uh package, um looking, I think, for the future better th- than New York with the, with the the four young guys, Luke Walton so you guys are have a better path than we do we have multiple all-stars and you know, MVP candidates and all that we we can't win two in a row you got Miami winning 12 games in a row right now, we, we can't win two yeah. so it just kind of shows you that no, no matter who is on your team if you, if you play together and have that passion and, and heart to, to win every game it don't matter who you have Miami the Miami does not have LeBron no more, does does not have D Wade, does not have Bosch. They got Whiteside, Dragic, and they're winning twelve games in a row. Do they make the playoffs? I have no idea, but they, they won twelve in a row. And my next team can't win two. So it, it, it's just kind of a, a a microcosm of how the season is going and will go. Um but if they make the playoffs, I think they're they're one and done. If they don't, then they can focus on, on, on the draft and try to get some some young guys on the roster. But, G, always a pleasure talking to you, man.
1: Always, uh, Randy, always. man. We're going to do it again real soon, man. It was a good time. It's just a good time in sports, man. And always when I hook up with you, man, it's a
0: pleasure. So thanks a lot, man. No doubt, we'll do man. it again soon. All
1: right, take it easy. My man.